Outcomes Rocket Nation, Saul Marquez here. I want to talk to you about growing your practice. Fullscript is a virtual dispensing platform that helps practitioners dispense professional-grade supplements, improve patient adherence, and grow their practice from anywhere. When you write prescriptions, they're sent to your patients via text or email, and when they place an order, their supplements get shipped right to their door, eliminating your inventory costs. It's loaded with features like EHR integration to save time, patient wellness content to stay top of mind, and adjustable profit margins to control revenue. It integrates with your way of working and with your patients' day-to-day lives. Best part of it all, it's free. So try Fullscript today. If you're considering adding supplements to your treatment plans, visit fullscript.com rocket for an extensive guide on supplements and drug nutrient depletion and interactions. Visit fullscript.com rocket. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Today, I have the privilege of hosting John Bellano. He has more than 25 years of experience in the healthcare industry. He started his career in pharmaceuticals and transitioned to molecular diagnostics, where he has spent the past 20 years of his career. John is the chief commercial officer of MDX Health, a molecular diagnostics company focused in the field of urology. With the growing need for solutions in oncology and also ways to take a look at prostate cancer differently, MDX Health is pioneering a lot of ways for early detection and treatment. So, John, such a privilege to have you here with us. I'm excited to dive into what you guys do. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. It's very good to speak with you. Absolutely. So, what would you like to add to the intro that maybe I may have missed? Not much, really. I think that was very on target with what we're trying to accomplish here today at MDXL. We do have a novel molecular technology featured in an oncology, and uh, the company really has decided to focus in prostate cancer over the past 12 to 18 months. And like I said, we we have a lot of different opportunities and other types of oncology, but we're a relatively small organization still. So uh, I think our focus is extremely important to what we're trying to accomplish to bring our technology to providers, to payers, and to employers. Love it. Yeah, and it's a growing need. I mean, just, you know, last year alone, you know, I I mean, close proximity to me, several people have detected it and also gone in for treatment. It's very real in my life, and I know it's very real for a lot of people listening. So, So before we dive into MDX Health, I'd love to hear more about why you decided to get into the medical sector. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, out of college, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to be doing. I had a marketing degree from a small school in Pennsylvania. And actually, a buddy of mine was in the pharmaceutical industry working for Johnson & Johnson. Very happy with what he was doing. He was explaining to me the professional atmosphere, you know, working with physicians, working with office staff, working with pharmacies. But ultimately, you know, bringing medication to the doctors, educating doctors, physicians about either existing medications or new medications, then ultimately help people get well, whatever it is, whether it's oncology or infectious diseases, autoimmune disorders, whatever the case is, that message of educating a physician about something new that they weren't aware of previously, that can help them make a better informed decision to help an individual suffering, again, from whatever they're suffering from, that ultimately appealed to me and has stayed with me throughout my entire career. And it's really helped me make decisions on what companies or what technologies I'd like to be a part of. 
That's great. Yeah, just that immediate impact you could have. And you guys are doing such interesting things now with MDX Health. So what would you say, John, is a hot topic that should be on the listeners' minds? And tell us a little bit more about how your organization is approaching it. Sure. No, absolutely. I think um, early detection is in, in oncology is not necessarily a hot topic, although it's, it should be on all of our minds, everybody's minds. I, I think in prostate cancer, because it's not a type of oncology that people are unfortunately dying from at an alarming rate, we don't think about it as much. But mm-hmm. certainly, it is real. You know, most men, if they live long enough, will have prostate cancer. So that's something that absolutely everybody should be thinking about. And again, it's that early detection. Finding it early really then helps the long-term prognosis. It does. And you guys are doing something really unique as it relates to how you test and and how you provide treatment plans or at least recommendations based off of genetics and kind of that molecular level of information. Can you give the listeners an example of maybe how the organization has created results and improved outcomes or business models by doing it differently? Sure, absolutely. I mean, everybody in prostate health, prostate cancer, are very familiar with the PSA test, PSA, very, very mm-hmm. prostate-specific antigen test. It's been the gold standard for years as it relates to prostate cancer. The challenge is it's not as specific to prostate cancer as you would like. Well, with our select MDX and firm tests, they're very specific to prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So with, with our technologies, we can kind of help that informed decision go to the next level, help physicians, help patients. With a very simple, for select, it's a urine-based assay that a physician can perform in their office and give that patient and the physician as well great comfort that despite an elevated PSA, they might not have prostate cancer. And, you know, one, most folks, it's somewhat of an asymptomatic thing when you have an elevated PSA, you're not going to realize you're potentially at risk. And then we come along with select and really help, again, that decision and help put the patient at ease that you know, they might not have prostate cancer. Yeah, you know, it's a challenge, uh, those false positives. And what would you say is the reason you're able to get a higher degree of confidence that there's prostate cancer or not compared to the PSA test? Yeah, sure. No, it's, it's the core technology that our mm-hmm. tests are based on. You know, it is an extremely sound molecular technology uh, mm-hmm. that we use uh, to create all of our tests, at least the two tests that we have in the market and all the tests that we'll bring to the market moving forward. And then we make sure then, you know, we take a broad approach in all the clinical studies that we do well before we launch these assays commercially to make sure that, yeah, we believe the fundamental technology is sound, but put on, you know, variables to it. No, we study that intensively, again, extensively before we launch a product. And, and that's well published and documented as well. Yeah, that's super key. And just thinking about the stakeholders in healthcare, I mean, we have physicians, we have hospital executives, employers footing the bill, payers footing the bill. I mean, I don't even know how much waste happens because of misdiagnosis. Do you know? I'm just curious. Um, not so much waste, but but our approach you know, anytime, the economics is obviously extremely important to how we think about commercializing our test. You know, long are the days where you could just bring a test to the market and expect reimbursement for it. Payers are now wanting not just the clinical data, 
but of course the economic data that shows that if we're going to pay you X amount of dollars for your novel molecular technology, that's going to create a savings for us. And we certainly show that over time, which is why we've done and have over 85 in-network commercial contracts for our confirm assay. We have Medicare coverage for our confirm assay, and very shortly we'll have select coverage as well for Medicare and expect the same trajectory to happen with the commercial pairs as well. Again, it's not just the clinical data, it's the economic data and the savings that we can show to the pairs over the course of time. I think that's really great, John. And if you had to pinpoint where the savings comes from, what would you say it is mainly? Maybe one or two things. Well, it's, it's you know, finding prostate cancer early. Okay. And then treating it early. Mm-hmm. You know, long-term savings come from just the basics. So, you know, a diagnosis of prostate cancer, all the things involved in that, hospital stays, medications, frequent trips to doctor's offices. It's all those things that add up over time versus catching it early, treating it early, so you don't have those enhanced complications due to something like prostate cancer. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And, you know, thinking about it from an employer perspective, I mean, do you really want your employees to show up to work stressed thinking that they have prostate cancer or letting it lay without having it treated, the impact on morale, workplace productivity? You know, if you're footing the bill for your insurance, this might be something you want to check out as far as what test are your employees taking? Just something to think about. And so, John, fascinating stuff. And I mean, kudos to you and your team for raising the standard here because it's, it's needed from the discussion with you. It sounds like it's much needed, something more accurate. If you could think about one of your proudest medical leadership experiences, what would you say that is to date? I don't necessarily would say there's one, but what I would say in general is that I've been very fortunate to find novel technologies in the molecular fields and diagnostics understand, you know, that there's a a market to build from these technologies, putting a strategy together, and then building great teams of sales and marketing professionals to then take those technologies to physicians, to medical staff, educate them on these new and novel technologies, and then have them use it as a part of their practice, ultimately to improve patient care. Again, that's kind of how my career in medical started and it continues today. So I can't say there's necessarily one, but when I look back, those are things I'm most proud of. Identifying technologies that have just a great need and an opportunity to serve markets that need, you know, a better, better outcomes, better results. And then, you know, building a strategy and building great teams then to execute on those strategies. That's great. Yeah. And it's not easy to do, right? I mean, you need the vision, you need the leadership, the operations, the distribution, all those things that you mentioned. And, you know, thinking about the thing you mentioned is is the outcomes, you know, and we focused up front on the economics. It just ends up being a lot of where, you know, decisions are made. But at the end of the day, if I had, you know, prostate cancer, somebody that I loved had prostate cancer, I want something certain. You know, if I look at my bank account, I know what it says. <laughs> There's no, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe not. Like you, you need to know. And so super cool that you were able to identify and work with such a great company, MDX Health. Tell us about an exciting project or focus that you guys are working on today. Yeah, sure. Well, we're constantly evolving utilization to understand our customers' needs more and more every single day. And our customers are really threefold or potentially even fourfold, certainly physicians, 
payers, and then patients as well. So we're constantly evolving and constantly trying to understand the dynamics of what's happening in a urology office today. And it's it's evolving constantly because there's a lot of consolidation right now uh, in urology practices across this country. So because of all those dynamics and in general, you know, people are not spending as much time as they used to with their physician. So the bottom line is we need to understand that and the tools and the information, meaning the results, but it's really information. That information that we're taking back to the physician has to be actionable and they have to understand it. And that's incumbent upon us to help them, educate them and make that information actionable so they can make informed decisions quickly to then get that whatever next step is to that patient in a timely manner. Mm. So I would say that that's well, there are several things working on as an organization, but I think if we succeed and, and we win, then we just constantly have process improvement around how we could take the information that we're providing to these physicians and make it as simple and easy and actionable for them to get in their hands and then make informed decisions, then put a course of treatment together for their patients. That's what they want. And that's what the patient wants. And of course, that's what the payers want as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, that's a great call out. And so the work is important and the method is, is strong. I mean, the support that you guys are getting both clinically, economically is, is fantastic. You guys are, are veterans of what you do. We're here close to the end of, of the podcast, John. I always wish these things were a little bit longer, but hey, we got the time that we have. You're doing a great job. So thank you for that. Right now, we're going to do a little lightning round. So we're going to build a little medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in healthcare today. So I've got four questions for you, lightning round style, and then we could conclude with a closing thought after that. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Let's go for it. Awesome. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Data. Without question, it's data. Making sure that uh, you have the clinical data to support, you know, wh- whatever it is you're doing. Again, the dynamics have changed in molecular diagnostics where before you used to launch an assay, get reimbursed for it. That doesn't happen anymore, especially there's just so many more novel technologies out there. So I would answer data, data, data is absolutely the best way to improve outcomes. That's awesome, John. You know, I was uh, listening to an audiobook, and uh, there's a, a quote from Bezos that says, if it's about opinions, I'm always going to win. But, <laughs> but yeah. if it's data, yeah. then, then show it to me. We're, we, we're talking here. <laughs> so I think that's great. Absolutely. What would you say is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Don't get so proud and, and enamored with your technology hmm. because it's only as good as it is in a doctor's hands. Uh, I think there's a lot of companies that have amazing technologies, but they can't figure out how to take that amazing technology that's complicated behind the scenes that boil it down to something that's simple and actionable for a doctor to do something with. And I, I've been part of a couple of those organizations myself. I just couldn't get, get over that hump of, of taking complicated information. Next generation sequencing is a prime example. There's a lot of information there, a lot of data, but how do you take that and boil it down to something that's simple and and actionable for a doctor to understand and take action on. Well said, well said. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? You know, I think we have amazing relationships with our key opinion leaders around the globe, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure we're extremely mindful of what's happening in their world, listening constantly to all the stakeholders, 
that we interact with, physicians, of course, office staff, payers, employers, key opinion leaders. Uh, we attend conferences around the world, you know, national, regional, uh, worldwide conferences, staying relevant in the space. Um, so it, it, it's a bunch of different things that we do to just understand where we are today as an organization, where the market is, but most importantly, where it's going over the next three or five years. And also, you know, what the competitive landscape looks like for us as well. Because as good as we think we are, someone can come along tomorrow and be a real strong competitor to us. And we, we need to obviously stay relevant and understand what that means to this organization as well. Love it. Yeah, you guys are definitely committed and you know the breadth and depth of kind of the coverage you guys do is serious so what would you say is the one area of focus that drives the majority if not all of the effort at mdx health prostate cancer prostate health and i mentioned earlier we we were a company that could do a lot of different things we have marker biomarkers in kidney cancer bladder cancer brain cancer and not to say we can ignore those things but we just have to find different avenues for those biomarkers to get to the market. Yeah. But if we, if we decided not to focus, and I'm so happy that we did as an organization to focus in this important space of prostate cancer, then we, we wouldn't do it justice as well. We'd just be spread way too thin as a small organization. So we need to be the best that we possibly can be in prostate cancer, knowing that these other biomarkers that we have can serve the healthcare space as well, but you know, look for look for partners to help us commercialize this technology. So we, as a as an organization of 155, 160 people strong, be the best prostate cancer company in the world. That's amazing. I could sign up for that. <laughs> uh, and there's and there's so much power to clarity, right, John? I mean, when when you know what you're after, it's hard to get distracted. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's you know, I think. Strategy is twofold, right? It's about understanding what you're going to do, but also what you're not going to do. So a lot of things come our way from time to time, whether it's biomarkers or other companies. With, with a sound strategy, you could pretty much decide in a timely manner, yes, that's part of the strategy. We should explore that opportunity or no, that's not part of the strategy. And we just have to let that one go. So it takes discipline, um, but, but focus it really, really helps and drives a small organization like ours. That's awesome, man. That's so powerful. Great message, John, and the clarity is there. And I'm excited that we're having this conversation today. Folks, if uh, you have questions or if you want to learn more, you could find MDX Health at mdxhealth.com or you could just go to outcomesrocket.health and type in MDX Health in the search bar. You'll see a full transcript of my discussion here with John Bellano, their CCO, and uh, along with show notes and links to any relevant things that we've discussed, including their different tests like confirm MDX or select MDX for prostate cancer. John, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier personal history of prostate cancer. I have similar, you know, Monica was diagnosed roughly two and a half years ago with prostate cancer. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I never even thought about, you know, what that means to me as far as, you know, looking after myself, but it certainly raised awareness to me, the right. rest of my uncles and everybody else that I come in contact, you know, the, at my age, to absolutely take care of yourself. 
and do the right things. Get your PSA checked as, as soon as you can and often as you can. And then certainly if there's anything else they need to be done, we could be here as an organization to support you. But it starts with early detection, certainly in so many other types of cancer, but of course with, with prostate cancer as well. And folks could definitely reach me. I'd be happy to discuss what we're doing, our initiatives, opportunities at MDX Health. And it's uh, John Milano at mdxhealth.com. Outstanding, John. Well, hey, I really appreciate you sharing the insights and the great work that you guys are up to to improve how we detect and diagnose prostate cancer. Can't wait to, to share this with everybody that's now listening. So thanks so much for, for jumping on. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your listeners' time. Have a good afternoon.